The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast. My name is DJ Short and back with me this week is my co-host Drew Silva. We are live on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel right now. So welcome to our audience there. We're also on Twitch. We're happy to take your questions if you have them. If you're listening in podcast form or recording at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday night, Trevor Story, two homer game tonight versus the Mariners, so hopefully he's finally breaking out. Just saw him hit his second homer of the night. Uh, and Drew, you're back after a week off. Chris filled in for your last week. We had Ahmed Farid on the show. I know. Sorry um, I missed that. Yeah, no, one of our, our good buddies, and he's doing a great job on the, the Peacock, Peacock uh, pregame and postgame shows. Um, but good to have you back, Drew. Do I look... I, I I did this with Janice on Monday on our power ranking show, but do I look tan? I was in Arizona. A little bit. All right. A little I bit. think I, I think I've lost it. I haven't been outside since we got home. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a busy week. Uh, never go on vacation during the baseball season. I just, I like lost all of my concept of what has been happening around the league. You know, if, if you kind of yeah. go off the grid for three days, even, um, this was a wedding. It wasn't even really a vacation. Um, you just feel like completely lost when you get back. So writing power rankings on Monday night and into Tuesday, I was like having to relearn exactly what major league rosters look like. Yeah, no, it, it totally makes sense. But actually, I just saw that our NBC Sports Edge baseball Twitter account tweeted out this. It said, join DJ Short and Drew Silva as they highlight the weekend's top starting pitcher streamers. We are going to do that. It's really nice that that's the way it's being framed because for me, it's a little bit of a sad show because we're going to be talking about an injury to Max Scherzer. So I'm glad that it's being framed that way. <laughs> you know, we we want to do the glass half full situation and kind of a bummer news for the Cardinals too, in addition to losing three out of four to the Mets. But we'll, we'll get to that as well. <laughs> but uh, also some exciting news for the Cardinals. So we'll get into that in a second as well. Before we do that, Weekends are better with MLB Sunday leadoff coverage presented by Uber Eats. Catch the Cardinals and Pirates in Pittsburgh, the most beautiful stadium in the majors, this Sunday, May 22nd, 1130 Eastern, live on NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to PeacockTV.com MLB. And if you want a chance to win $25,000 on the game, 
Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Sunday's free Grand Slam Pick'em contest. So it looks like we might actually have some questions here. And we'll get to this one because we're going to talk about it. So uh, we'll I hold see it that. in there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll hold this question, but we'll start off with the bummer news of the day. Uh, and that is Max Scherzer. Uh, he left his start Wednesday against the Cardinals. And it was pretty clear it was an oblique injury. It was, it was obvious something was wrong right away. He spoke to the media after the game saying that he felt a zing in his side. But he also said he's never felt something like that before in his career. And it turns out it's pretty close to the worst case scenario for the Mets as he's dealing with a moderate to high grade internal oblique strain. The rough timetable for his return is six to eight weeks. So we're probably talking early July or maybe around the after all-star the, break. Yeah, maybe right. it could be after the all-star break. And really Jacob deGrom, there's a chance he could beat him back, you know, assuming all goes well uh, with his rehab, but obviously really tough move, tough news for the Mets. Already missing DeGrom, like I said. Tyler McGill, who was a nice surprise uh, to begin the season. So now you're really leaning on Chris Bassett, who's been really good. But originally, the idea was for him to be the number three starter. Carlos Carrasco's been very good. Um, but originally, you were leaning on him to be your fourth starter. And Taiwan Walker, uh, who's been hurt and kind of kind of up and down a bit so-so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, but now he'll be, you know, they'll be leaning on him a bit more. David Peterson will be called up from the minors and and fill the fourth spot in the rotation. Fifth spot will probably be Trevor Williams. He's been okay in, in you know, spot duty this season. It's kind of like a fireman role, role this season. So we'll see what happens there. And And I think where the Mets are, they're off to a great start. Like I said, they took three out of four. From the Cardinals, so 12 games over 500 right now. The rest of the NL East is really dragging their feet, underwhelmed. Bryce Harper's hurt with the Phillies. Acuna's back, but you know a little bit banged up. The Braves have kind of struggled out of the gate. So I think to have this buffer they have in the division is super important right now, especially because the Mets have two West Coast trips coming up in the next, I believe, three weeks. And that's gonna that's gonna be a huge challenge for this team, and I'm not sure if they can. Ma- I mean, obviously, it's gonna be really difficult for them to maintain this pace without uh, Max Scherzer at the top of this rotation. So, I think it was really important that they got off to this great start. Yeah, absolutely. To to create that buffer um, with this injury, and yeah, I mean, if they go 500 on that West Coast swing, I think you'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah. And they probably still have a very comfortable lead in the NL East. But yeah, with with Scherzer, I I don't. We've been aggregating news for a long time. You and I, whenever I you see oblique and you know Scherzer kind of tried to play it down, like it doesn't seem like a severe strain, but you kind of always know that news is coming. That this is going to be, especially with pitchers, this is going to be a six week injury at the least. I yeah. I think it's probably going to be closer to eight. You know, I'm not a doctor, but you talk about a moderate to high grade oblique strain. Jack Flaherty had one of those last year. He missed two months, over two months. Um, So it's, it's a big blow. And he was off to a a pretty excellent Scherzer like start a 2.54 ERA 59 strikeouts through 49 innings. Um, It's going to be hard for them to cover that. Uh, Trevor Williams is a guy that like, I think has uh, streaming style intrigue in the right matchups. If, if the lineups he, he's facing is, is going to have a tough time against 
left-handers. I, I, I don't know, David Peterson, probably not on – maybe like a streamer in, in streamer, like, yeah. if he's facing the Pirates or the Reds or or some terrible other team. Um, but, yeah, I think in general this this news is just about Scherzer. And, and I yep. – yeah, I mean, Jacob deGrom really could beat him back. I, I, I guess that's – I don't know. I, I feel like this this thing with Degrom is not trending in the best direction. Like there hasn't been a significant setback, but he also hasn't made a ton of progress. Um, yeah, I, I, once know. he starts throwing, you know, on ma- full on the, effort, on, yeah, yeah, and and then you know, I'd, actually, the challenge of playing in games and and building up that pitch count, you know, we'll see. My expectations are still not very high for him being a major contributor with this team this season. But we'll see. I, I hope I'm wrong with that. The Mets have a seven-game lead in the NL East right now. No other team in the NL East is even at 500, and the Mets are 12 games over. So, yeah, it's it's good to have that significant lead because I think it's going to dwind- start to dwindle down. We saw this happen with the Braves last year. The Mets were way out in front. Yeah. When DeGrom was healthy, they had this big buffer. They blew it basically by the All-Star break, and they were done. I feel a little bit more confident about this team this year. I think they're. I think it's a really good team. Yeah, there's it's depth just, there too, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. With what was like you said, Scherzer uh, said he had never had an oblique strain before. Yeah, that kind of concerns me too, with just the, how competitive he is. Like he's going to try to rush back from this thing. Yeah, um, I'm sure they're going to do everything they can to make sure that doesn't happen and he doesn't re-injure it, but. Yeah, having never dealt with it, and just the way he is, the way his personality is as a competitor, you could kind of see him pushing to get back sooner than you know the healing process is going to allow. Yeah, he's never made fewer than twenty-seven starts in a season before, unless you count his rookie season. But right. you know, I wouldn't count that. So twenty-seven starts, but this year, I mean, you know, assuming this is six to eight weeks, you know, I'm probably saying maybe max this year is that he makes 22 starts Man, that is wild yeah just pulling up his baseball reference page i knew he was super durable but he's had an yeah. incredible career health-wise yeah and of course of course as soon as he signs with the mats something about it i don't know something in the water there in queens but uh we'll get into some names here i just took a quick scan of i was looking at players who were on the injured list and as well as you know pitchers who are healthy and kind of widely available right now but i do see some interesting names on the injured list right now that you could stash who will be back pretty soon um bailey ober with the twins uh close to a return from a groin injury it's off to a good start i think he's missed about three weeks had a good rehab start you're not replacing max scherzer we know that but um i think you could you know plug the hole there for a little bit and get by andrew heaney was off to a great start at and in April, uh, before he went down with a shoulder issue, he's closing in on a rehab stint. And a pitcher we were really excited about going into draft season, Shane Boz, uh, needed yeah. elbow surgery, a cleanup procedure. He's actually beginning a minor league rehab assignment. It should be a lengthy one. You know, I, you have to just assume it's like a spring training kind of, you know, he's going to be probably down there for a month. But when he's ready, man, he could be an impact starter and he's still available in about 35% of Yahoo leagues right now. So I would make sure that he's rostered. Yeah. And he's on the major league IL. So you can actually use an IL spot to, to stash him. I'm surprised he's only rostered in 30% of 
of leagues. I mean, uh, you know, there are some casual fantasy managers out there, but what he showed last year in his first taste of major league action and in the minors, um, he's definitely a guy you want to roster. And yeah, it was just an elbow cleanup, you know, and pitchers generally recover at a 95% success rate from that type of surgery. Yeah. So Nick Pavetta is coming off a fantastic start. Actually, his last three outings have been pretty good. So if you want to take a shot on someone who's maybe figured some things out, we'll see. Alex Cobb, if you look at his season ERA, not so great. One of those starts was in Coors Field. uh, So I would take that into account. He's been hurt too. But I like the underlying skills. He's been dropped in a bunch of leagues. I would maybe take a chance on him. Two young pitchers, uh, Spencer Strider. If he gets a chance in the Braves rotation, he could be electric and he's going to help you anyways in like strikeouts and ratios. So try to find different ways to make up for Scherzer's absence. Chase Silseth, I'll never get it right, but that's a really hard name to say. It's the first time I've tried to say it like quickly. Chase Silseth. Sells seashells down by the seashore. Yeah. It's like Seth Smith. Yeah. Remember that one? Um, Yeah. Matt Manning's coming back too. I mean, he had a, pretty good first two starts out of the gate before he went down with shoulder inflammation uh left a rehab start on thursday afternoon but it was just lightheadedness he just was feeling sick so he seems to be on track to return before the end of this month um a guy with a ton of talent who's been ranked as a top prospect before so he might be worth checking out you hear shoulder inflammation you get a little bit worried but he has pitched pretty well on his rehab so I, a, couple, a little bit later, we'll talk about some streaming options for the weekend, and there could be some crossover there with names that you could pick up off the waiver wire as well. But we'll get into the other side of the series this week between the Mets and the Cardinals. Uh, the Mets won this afternoon on a walk-off uh, homer by Pete Alonso, which was, man, that was a rocket. And disappointing, obviously, for the Cardinals, but pretty much I'd say within 30 minutes of the game ending, it was kind of a good news, bad news scenario. But I think pretty exciting for Cardinals fans to see these prospects coming up. Yeah, Nolan Gorman going to meet the team in Pittsburgh on Friday. And then Matthew Libertor is going to make his major league debut on Saturday in Pittsburgh. Yeah, the the other flip side of that is that Tyler O'Neill is going on the injured list with a shoulder impingement. That might help to explain how bad he's looked out of the gate this year had a pretty good opening week but since then he has been he just looked rough um i'm a little bit worried about that an impingement is not usually that big of a deal but you wonder if maybe it's something more serious than that but yeah gorman i mean he leads all of professional baseball in home runs right now with with 15 and 34 games at the triple a level like aaron judge has 14 um, but yeah, across all levels, Nolan Gorman is the major league or the, the professional baseball leader in, in home runs. There's a, I, I kind of want to temper expectations on him though. Yeah. There's a ton of swing and miss there. He doesn't draw many walks. Um, and the, the pitching, the level of pitching talent that he's going to see is about to jump big time. Maybe not this weekend in Pittsburgh. Like that's kind of a nice <laughs> That's a a nice team to get. I mean, there are some AAA staffs that probably rival what what the Pittsburgh Pirates throw out there on a on a day to day basis. But I I would be a little bit worried about him kind of having some bad weeks. That said, I think the raw power. I I also think he's he might be 
kind of a problem at second base. I haven't really seen him play second base other than like highlights. The Cardinals talk about he he's made that transition very smoothly, um, was drafted as a, a third baseman and kind of made that shift to second base around the end of last year. But I think there are some holes in his game, but I also think the raw power is legit and it's what the Cardinals need right now. And I think he, he's up to play every day. Like they have made that clear that they weren't going to call him up unless he was going to be an everyday player. So he's going to get a shot. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he has a nice opening debut series out there at PNC Park and then you're off and running. But yeah, I think there's going to be some bad slumps within all this stuff as, yeah. as he breaks into the majors. And Liber- Libertor is an interesting prospect. I think his upside is probably like mid-rotation. I don't think this is necessarily an ace. Like he's got four good pitches. I don't think any of them are necessarily elite. The curveball is is really good. The the slider's good. The changeup's good. The fastball, you know, is is mid nineties. Uh, throwing from the left side, he kind of gives the Cardinals a, a fresh new look for their rotation. I don't have they said who's going to lose their spot. No, nope. I guess this could just be a, a one off start too, and they might send him back to AAA depending on how well he pitches. If he pitches really well, do they talk about putting Jordan Hicks? into like a multi-inning relief role because that was one of our questions here. I I could, I could see that perhaps. I I feel like Hicks is miscast in the rotation. He is. He is. It it was a weird plan from the get go. I don't, I, we talked about it when around opening day, when they made this announcement that he was going to be their fifth starter, like the Rays do this kind of stuff because they have to, like you're the St. Louis Cardinals, go get a pitcher, like go get a real starter who can cover some innings I like Hicks. I mean, his stuff, his raw stuff is incredible. He throws triple digits and he's got a wicked slider and can sometimes throw that change up. But if you're a two pitch guy, you're a reliever. And I, I think he, he fits better as a reliever. The, the middle of their bullpen is really rough. And you, you saw that in this Met series, like there's just not a lot of out getters um, until you get to like Giovanni Gallegos and, and Ryan Helsley at the back end. Uh, so that would, I think, improve the team overall, putting Hicks back into in the, into the bullpen. And he's a guy who can handle, you know, getting six plus outs or something a night, which would probably be a better use of him if you can bring him in two, three times a week rather than just yeah. waiting for his next rotation turn to come around. It, it fixes a lot of problems with their pitching. So, you know, I've already gone out and, and grabbed who I could. Uh, Gorman was probably rostered in most leagues already um, because it was highly anticipated that he would be called up fairly soon. And you saw the big power numbers in AAA, but Liberator, he's been pretty widely available. What's your, you know, again, we don't know if this is a one-off thing or what, but what is your fantasy expectations for Liberator? In Pittsburgh on Saturday, pretty high. Like if we're talking about streamers, I, I see that that commenter said that Mar- Wally, Mar- Wally Marmol, the Cardinals manager, said it's going to be a one-off. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I would play him in that one. I I don't know. I mean, he's he got up past 100 pitches the last few times out through the AAA Memphis rotation. So you're not talking about a guy who's going to be limited workload-wise. I don't think he's going to be like an elite strikeout pitcher, but against that Pittsburgh lineup, he could – you know, go five plus innings, six plus innings, get you four Ks and and maybe a win. Um, so yeah. I, I think he's really an attractive streamer and we'll kind of see what happens after that. We'll see if he stays up or comes up, you know, within the next couple of weeks for good. 
Uh, Dakota yeah. Hudson's a guy that they could move into a like a long relief role too. I I've never really been super high on Dakota Hudson. He what he does kind of works for the Cardinals because he pitches to contact. Um, and they have the best defense probably in the majors. They had the best defense last year, and I, I think it still ranks right up there. That I know the Astros are like crushing teams in defensive run saves right now, but uh, yeah. the Cardinals are definitely up there. He he's had some problems with walks though this year coming off Tommy John surgery. The command is not maybe what it was pre-surgery. Yeah, so that could be an option too. Putting if if he struggles next time out, uh, maybe they have to make that move and they make Libertor more of a permanent guy in the major league rotation. So with Gorman, you know, it's interesting because they're going to put Edmund at shortstop, right? And it seems that Gorman's just going to be the regular second baseman moving forward. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So with Gorman, you know, assuming he gets a real extended shot here, I I would take a shot on Gorman and probably outside of like, we're talking like really shallow leagues, like eight, 10 team. No. Probably I think, not. I don't know, even in a 10-team league at second base. It's fr- uh, it's fringy. It's fringy. Yeah. I guess what, what would the top 10 second baseman, I think he's up there. Okay. I'd have to really dig into it and, like, reevaluate my rankings. But often those kind of shallower leagues will have a middle infield spot too. Yeah. Or, or a corner infield spot. I, I don't mean, maybe he'll get some looks at, at third base as well. But, yeah, I, I, he's going to – he's up to be their everyday second baseman. And I think Tommy Edmonds going to move to shortstop. I don't know if they've confirmed that. Brendan Donovan has looked okay. He like has a really good eye. He reminds me of like a, a young Matt Carpenter. Um, and, and Matt Carpenter was like an MVP vote getter in his prime. I don't think he's that good, but uh, just a guy who gets on base at a nice clip. Um, Edmundo Sosa doesn't do much for me, and I don't. I don't know when we're going to see Paul DeYoung again. Maybe up as like a bench bat, but I, I think Tommy Edmonds is is now the new starting everyday shortstop for them. So I, I think what's interesting about Gorman is that, you know, his strikeout rate is at 34% this year in, in through 40, 34 games in AAA, but he was at 19% last year in AAA. So what, what happened there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is he just like, man, hitting home runs is fun. And like, he's just yeah. like, uh, trying to hit, hit his like power his way to the majors. I don't. I don't know. I mean, he didn't draw a lot of walks last year. Yeah, maybe he just got a little bit lucky or something. I, I, he's definitely shifted more towards getting under under balls and, and hitting them out, which is yeah. I mean, him being a, a big time strikeout guy wouldn't make him unique among you know some of the sure. most successful sluggers in baseball. Uh, so there's there's great power upside here. I, I think he's certainly worth taking a chance on in pretty much every relevant you know fantasy format because of because he can he might come up and hit 20 home runs the rest of the way and he's not going to be a 300 hitter like he's hitting 308 at, at Memphis this year. Do not count on that. I wouldn't count on much of an on base percentage, but hey, he can slug over 500. I, I believe he's capable of that um, in his first taste of major league action. Yeah, another young player we're excited about seeing, uh, MJ Melendez. Uh, he's actually hit two home runs this week. Uh, Salvador Perez was placed on the injured list this week uh, with a grade two left thumb sprain. Uh, Perez actually is hopeful to be back when, as soon as he's first eligible, but I find that very unlikely. 
And the playing time for Melendez, you know, he's he's I think he's been up and down a couple of times so mm-hmm. far this season. It's been a little bit sporadic, but to see the power in back-to-back games this week, very intriguing at the catcher position where it really doesn't take much to stand out. And, you know, you really got to look at these numbers from Melendez last year. Crazy. AA and AAA, ridiculous. 41 home runs uh, with, the, uh, with over 1,000 OPS, over 124 games between AA and AAA. The, the catcher position's loaded as far as top prospects these days, so I feel like Melendez maybe doesn't get as much attention uh, as he should. But man, I I think even in you know a twelve team league, he should be rostered, and we should just you know see where this goes until Perez is ready. Totally, yeah. That, that the Royals were very quick to put Salvi on the IL with that thumb sprain. It, it happened in the first half of the doubleheader. He was on the IL before the second half. I get some of that as just to make sure you have 26 players going into that nightcap, or I guess you get 27. Um, but it makes me think that that's a fairly serious injury and yeah, that he's not going to be ready in 10 days. And Melendez is an incredible athlete. And yeah, you mentioned the ridiculous numbers from double A and triple A last season. He, he got even better uh, when he moved to Omaha. I, his numbers at Omaha weren't terrific uh, this year, but yeah, I, I mean, he's got his OPS already up to, 800 over 800 for the Royals when it was down in, in the 500s uh, just at the start of the week. And I, I made him a, our one of my pickup of the days on Tuesday um, and he's been very good since. So I, I feel good about that. If you subscribe to our like season pass, what are we calling that now? Our uh, season tools, season tools. Yeah. Uh, you, you get these pickup of the day recommendations from all of our writers. Um, I, I, he has a little speed too. I don't know if you mentioned that, but he, he might steal some bases. Just a really well-rounded athlete who, like you said, has flown under the radar a bit amid you know the Adley Rutschmans of the world. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So just a couple other injury notes here. Chris Bryant is returning from the injured list on Friday. He's been out with a back injury. Uh, Willie Damas was placed on the injured list this week with an ankle injury. So 
Kesson here was called up. He hit the walk-off homer uh, on Wednesday. Might be worth taking a shot on here here um, in some deeper leagues to see, you know, if he can get, catch some lightning in a bottle here. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, and, my hopes and, aren't high, but we'll see. Yeah. Brandon Lau, too, went on the IL at the beginning of this week. Vidal Brujan, like, maybe yeah. finally – it clicks for him. He has really struggled in the majors, but it's a very small sample size. Like the Rays kind of give up on him maybe a little too quickly. He's got a ton of speed. Um, and now in pretty much an everyday role there at second base or playing some outfield too uh, for the Rays. I, I I think he's worth taking the chance on. If you need speed, he's a guy that at least is going to be in the lineup most days, most nights. And if he manages to get on base, he's probably going to swipe the next base. So Blake Snell made his first start in just about a month. He was out with a groin strain. Uh, returned Wednesday against the Phillies, gave up three runs uh, in three and two-thirds innings, five strikeouts, three walks. But I think what's interesting about this is that now Mackenzie Gore is in the bullpen. We'll see how long that lasts. I think he could be pretty awesome out there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Nick Martinez is in the rotation you know, does that change at some point? I'm imagining it probably will. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I would drop Gore just yet because I still I think he could be pretty useful in a multi-inning relief role, and there's always the chance he'll be shifted back into the rotation. Yep, I agree with that, man. The Padres have pitched incredibly overall this year, and that depth that they built up over the offseason, last offseason, is, is really shining through now. It helps to have a, a healthy U Darvish. He looked incredible. Uh, this afternoon, I was watching part of that game. So yeah, they're they're in pretty good shape. I, I think Gore is going to have a, a permanent rotation spot by the middle of this summer, and if not, you know, within the next couple of weeks, even perhaps. All right, so let's get into some weekend streaming options, and I'm going to try again to say this name, <laughs> Chase Silsell. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> That, that, that was so bad. <laughs> I'm not even see. I I just I have no confidence to say. It well, yeah, you, you just kind of tailed off at the end, like Chase. Chase still south. I think I did it. No, you didn't. He gets the A's on Friday. <laughs> I'm not afraid of the A's, so I'm I'm going with that Friday. If you're listening to this show Thursday, if you're watching this show live, make sure to pick them up. If you're still in a league where you can make roster moves when you listen to the show Friday, you know, go for that. Jose Quintana for the Pirates. It looks like he's going to go up against uh, Libertor in his Major League debut. Quintana's been pretty good. Yeah, he has. 219 really ERA, 108 whip over seven starts. Still available in over 70% of Yahoo leagues. You got to start him against the Cardinals on Saturday. And finally, Yusei Kikuchi Sunday against the Reds in Toronto. Kikuchi still available in about half of Yahoo leagues, despite... Three really good starts in a row. He had his best one yet against his former team, the Mariners, this past Monday. Tossed six scoreless innings with one hit allowed and six strikeouts. So kind of pitchers who are out there in a decent number of leagues, uh, not necessarily deep options, but I feel pretty confident about all three of these pitchers. Yeah, I dig it. Anyone you can stream against the A's right now, I, I would jump on that. They have a 587 OPS as a team. And I know the, the general Major League OPS is way down this year, but 587 collective o OPS, that's in over 1,400 plate appearances. What's that pitcher's name again? Who? Ch Chase. Silseth? <laughs> Chase Silseth? 
Okay, that sounds that sounds pretty good. I've been working right. on it. I've, well, uh, we do these Yahoo videos. Um, oh no! Did you have to do that? Did you I'm, have to do I, him? I'm, I put him on the, on the schedule for Monday, so I've been okay. All right, that's I've good. been researching and on YouTube how you pronounce it. It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty easy once you get the hang of it. I believe in you. Chase You'll be Sil- all right. Chase Silsa. Chase Silsa. Chase Silsa. Say Silva. So, see, now I can. I don't <laughs> Silva. Silsa. There, oh, I did boy. it. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Right. Yeah, Miles My- Michaelis, if he's still out there. I mean, he's been so good this year that he's probably rostered in, in most leagues, but he gets the Pirates on, what is that, on Sunday, I believe they moved him back to. That's um, our NBC game. Our yeah, there game. we go. And we can, Chris Crawford and I will we'll be doing a little post game on here. Um, we'll talk all about it. So I've got a question here. Christian Javier, is he a good stream Friday against the Rangers? Um, I think it's just a matter of how deep he's going to pitch into the game. That's the problem, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the the, Corey Seager's been on a nice tear. Cole Calhoun's actually finally hitting the ball. Maybe Marcus Simeon will kind of figure it out at some point. I I think I I would lean yes. It yeah. kind of depends on what your other options are, um, yeah. but there's I, not a lot of yeah. great streaming options this weekend. I have yeah. to say. So if you really need a pitcher, go for it. Cause the Astros offense, I, you know, have a ton of faith in them to, to probably win this game. It might be kind of a high scoring affair. We'll see. But uh, I do like Javier, you know, long-term, especially with, you know, Oda Rizzi being hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's going to get a real shot here and, uh, we'll see who is less risky. British alternating good and bad versus the Rays or Cueto coming off this gem, but against the Yankees, I would not start Cueto. Cueto. Yeah, I nope. I, I kind of like Bradish. Uh, like yeah. he is. Chris Crawford and I talked about this actually two weeks ago on on the Sunday show that we do. Uh, there's something there. Like and yeah. pitching at Camden Yards these days is is friendly for pitchers. Um, yeah, I, I think he's got some talent. He's like an intriguing long-term, perhaps kind of corner piece for, for I think so. the Orioles. I, I, I don't know if he's like got ace style stuff, but you watch him pitch. He's He's got talent. Yeah, for sure. I think exciting times are coming for Orioles fans. Yeah, I think it'll, it'll be here this summer. Maybe not. It may not show in like the win column. But I think it's going to be Grayson Rodriguez fun. coming yeah. up at some point soon. Did you see yeah. that Max Meyer got placed on the? I saw that minor league IL. They're calling it ulnar nerve irritation. They say for now that he's only going to miss one start with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. But <laughs> I don't know. You hear ulnar nerve yeah, anything? Yeah, that's yeah. like the the nerve that runs through the elbow through the forearm, and. You know, you know what an owner collateral ligament is, and and how that usually shakes out. I'm not saying that's that's what's going on here, but um, he was really bad in his last two turns before the he the, was the jumbo the Jacksonville jumbo shrimp put him on <laughs> on the IL. So I'm I'm kind of concerned about that really delaying his major league debut. It, it might yeah. have it might have happened like right in early June, if this hadn't if this hadn't yeah. popped up. I agree. It's it's unfortunate timing, especially because Jesus Lazardo is down. Mm-hmm. You could have seen an obvious uh, spot for him there, but now maybe Edward Cabrera gets a shot there, and if he does, you know you're going to want to roster him in a, in probably deeper mixed leagues. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully he's back soon. But yeah, that's all I got for this weekend. Go Blues.
All right. They're going to get murdered tonight, by the way. <laughs> okay, we'll see. We'll see when, when we listen to the show tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> hockey, like any like any sport, I know you're trying to close this out, but I have to, I have to just get this off my chest. Ho- ho- hockey, like any sport that, that does series in the playoffs, like your emotions get swayed so much from game to game. Like, oh, yeah. oh they lost game one. We look terrible. We're screwed. But this Avalanche team, I don't watch a ton of regular season hockey outside of the Blues. They have inc- – I've never seen a team skate like this. Like, they are just hmm. so fast. Like, all of their lines, their defensemen, I've never seen anything like it. And the Blues kind of tried to just play keep up in game one. I think they maybe need to to hit more, but that, that opens up breakaways. Um, just any way that the Blues would try to attack this Avalanche team is not going to work out. And I'm sorry to say – I'm gonna be watching a funeral over the next two games. That's you it. sound like a New York baseball fan. Every game, the emotions sway. <laughs> I'm a Yankees fan on Twitter. <laughs> Basically, uh, well, I, I guess I wish the Blues good luck. You know, we'll see. Whatever. You never know. The Rangers are the Rangers are doing doing well, and the Mets were actually had a full contingent. They had a whole box there full of Mets cheering the the Rangers on. So we'll see how far they go in the playoffs here as well. All right, Drew, we will be back next week and yeah, enjoy the game on, on Peacock this weekend. It's going to be a good one. A wonderful setting there in, in Pittsburgh. And yes, we will talk to you next week. If you like what you're hearing with the show, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review five stars. Always appreciated. Follow us on Twitter if you don't already. I'm at DJ Short. On Twitter, Drew is at Drew Silve. Take care, everyone, and we will see you next time. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics, because that's who we are.